Hello, everybody. Hi. Welcome to Cracker Classics, a weekly podcast in which uh, Joshua over there. That's me. And Ian over here. Hi. That's you. Yep. We take a classic movie and watch it and see how awful it is in the 21st century. Yay! This week, I liked your choice this week. We're going back almost 100 years. Mm, Oh, Jesus. 90 years. 90 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we're watching The Mummy. The original. Boris Karloff. No Tom Cruise or Brendan Fraser. Freaky makeup. Freakier than in the new stuff. Well, this is practical effects. That's one departure from... uh... (laughs) (laughs) We had to work harder back then (laughs) for special effects. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I've never seen this. I have not either. Though I feel like the more we watch it, I may be like, oh, I recognize that scene, or I've seen this part. Uh, yeah, probably seen several scenes, um, definitely seen several parodies. Well, of course. And the remakes, of course. Yeah, I assume they're remakes of the original, like, it's the same story, I would think. I, that's my understanding. I don't really know. I assume we're going off of the whole, we discovered King Tut's tomb. And there's a curse, so we're going to make a movie about it. Yep. So, yeah, white people appropriate culture, shit all over it and disrespect it. Hooray! And then they wind up dead. Good. Or severely maimed. Even better. Then they can reflect on what they've done. Hmm, well, do they ever? No. Yeah. But they can. There's always that option. (laughs) The possibility is there. What a possibility. <laughs> yeah, I expect uh, mostly white people. Oh, yeah. Uh, even. Well, no. no. I do think because it's set in Egypt, we're going to get some Egyptian extras. Mm, possibly. And small, tiny roles. Serving the white people. Carrying yeah. their luggage. Carrying the torch. And doing the digging mm-hmm. and anything that's not saying, ah, look what I've discovered, after everyone else did all the work. Yeah, that's reserved for the white people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you're right. Since a- Egypt had a, was under English control for a while there, I'm sure we used some local Egyptian yeah. people to fill in the ranks and make it look authentic, despite appropriating the culture with a movie about a mummy that comes back to life and starts whatever it does. We're definitely going to get some racist caricatures, though. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You just don't want to. Too bad. Yeah. My knowledge of ancient Egypt has faded over the years, but I wonder how accurate will be when it comes to the actual mummification process and how they were buried and why that way. And so I remember right from the remake, they did a decent job of that. Yeah, They had all the jars with each of the organs in it. The dumb part was he had to collect all of the jars to gain his power. <laughs> Doubt that's true. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to go watch it and see. We will. Shall we do that? I think we shall. Excellent. We will be back for our intermission impressions and uh, bandages. And Lots of wrappings. Bandages. And maybe an organ or two. We'll see. Dibs on the liver. we'll be back
Oh, this is um fun. Blood for scrolls. Blood for <laughs> scrolls. I've and I'm not sure the liberty is being taken on ancient yeah. stuff here. I, it, it, I don't know. I'm I'm sort of lost in the story. Uh, yeah, they seem to know a lot that they can't possibly know. And are very much um, just believing it. Yeah. Which is sort of refreshing. Kind of. But it also doesn't quite add up. No, not at all. Because in the beginning, we find the mummy. Yep. And the one scientist guy says, what does that say? Don't open this. There's a curse. And then they open it and there's a curse and blah, blah, blah. Classic. But what's the Don't curse? The like, I haven't seen anything about the curse. That's Unless when things curse get a little squicky. The mummy coming to life. But then, if that's the case, like, how do they know that that's what the curse is? How do they know that the dude is the mummy? And mm-hmm. it just. <sighs> and why did the first guy just start laughing hysterically and go mad and then then die from madness? Because he saw a corpse come to life. I don't know. And but is that the curse? I, I don't know. <laughs> It was the sort of thing that people thought happened back then. If you saw something that couldn't possibly be explained by rational science, it would cause you to go mad. Uh, there's some truth to that, I suppose. Ish. No, I've seen to stuff call that it can't going be explained by rational science, and uh, it helped me go sane. Okay, um... fair enough. <laughs> Never mind then. Madness was caused by reality. I was going to say, like, from a trauma aspect. You know, it won't make you go mad, but it will do things to you mentally and right, skew yeah. things. But that's not exactly happening here. No, it... Like, what? where's the trauma? <laughs> Aside from the British plundering ancient artifacts. Yeah, like, oh shit, the mummy just got up and walked away would be... Oh shit, the mummy just got up and walked away, not... <laughs> no, I'm insane! Mm-hmm. That's very like, good. Yeah, I, yeah, that's weird. Then we have the, the woman... Unless Helen. The insanity was the curse. Maybe. Sorry, didn't there mean could be to, something to that. Like, because he's the one that opened the box, so maybe that was his curse. Oh, the curse is different for everyone, depending on your. Or is messes. he the only one that got cursed, and everyone else is just having to deal with the fact that now the mummy's walking around with the scroll? But then they said that that Helen had the curse, and then simply by kissing the archaeologist's son, she will pass it on to him as if it was COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that does kind of bring us back to the idea that the insanity is the curse, because she had her, quote, insane going to the museum and then passing out ass up. That's not really insanity, though, like... She's just under the influence of whatever is going on, which also can't be explained. Because out of all the Egyptian women in Europe, or in Egypt, of all the Egyptian (laughs) women in Egypt, it's one woman who is half Egyptian who suddenly falls under the spell of the chant from the mummy. Well, that's because she looks like the dead priestess. I guess. But then that opens more questions of... Why was there a half-Egyptian princess 3,700 years ago? People traveled. True. There were foreigners. And we are talking ancient bloodlines and stuff. There's a sort of genetic thing going on here. 
You must give the scroll to your Nubian servant because he has ancient blood. Which, yeah. yeah there, there's weirdnesses in um, the British trying to explain lineage and oh, genetics. Yeah, there's... As to be expected. Mm, a lot of problems there. Yeah. Pretty much anything British-wise in here. Like that sign in the museum. <laughs> Discovered unplundered. Until now. Until the British plundered it. <laughs> at least it stayed in Egypt. That yeah, was the contract, yeah. which I was impressed at. They made an actual contract that said this will stay in the Cairo Museum, and we will not cart it all back to the British Museum. Yeah. That was progressive for the time, I thought. Yeah, a little bit. Kind of shocking. Mm-hmm. Unexpected, but necessary for the plot. <laughs> Which makes me think I'm not entirely sure it's real. <laughs> well, not entirely sure the, of the plot here. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh... We need to discuss Boris. Oh, I love him. Mummy. I mean, he's Beautiful. great. He is so good. Everything that's going on with him, I mean, he's able to awaken from very softly reading the scroll. This magic scroll that brings you back to life. Which, why, if he was such a bad, awful person who was cursed to death, both in this life and the next, why would you bury the scroll that resurrects him right next to him? Shut up. That's just poor planning <laughs> on the ancient Egyptians' part. And so he wakes up and he just, I guess he stole the scroll when he walked out of the room. Yeah. And so both... The scroll and the mummy were, quote, stolen, according to British thieves. Yes. Ten years go by. I stole that fair and square. How dare you steal it from me? <laughs> Which, why did he yeah. give it back after stealing it? Or I don't I understand why the guard too. had it in his hand, like, yeah. after he got killed. That's true. Guard dead. Take scroll. Duh. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of weirdness when he decides to pass off as human. There I mean, he was always human, but... There are I mean, a lot of modern plot human. holes that are just... But he taught himself English. That's true. Got he himself... had ten years. Yeah. Got himself some period-style clothes, including a fez. Why did it take him ten years to point out the location of... The princess's thing, though. Sometimes timing is everything. Yeah, but why ten years? Like, it seems like a long time. That's how long it took to learn English, I guess. I well, English is a terrible language to learn if you're not a native speaker, so... Yeah. This is true. And coming from ancient language, that there's a lot of catching up to do there. Yeah. Just linguistic-wise. Yeah, I'm more confused than anything at this point. We did have our Egyptian laborers, though, mm-hmm. digging up the princess's tomb while the British guys sat under an umbrella and watched until they got there. And then we're like, oh, we're going to go in. Yep. After doing none of the work to uncover it. Which makes enough sense. I mean, the Egyptians have respect and that they reached the entrance and were like, all right, we're not opening this because we're not stupid. Or they're, they're also apparently not allowed. Yeah, there was that line of, we Egyptians are not allowed to dig up our dad, but That's they were digging That's foreign it. museums. <laughs> uh, I guess if the price is right, they'll dig. Yeah. But only so far. 
They'll do the digging, but they won't do the opening. They will not break the seal. Because as we all know from Nights of Drinking, once you break the seal, it's all downhill from there. <laughs> yep. My one hope in here is just to see a lot of white people get their comeuppance in the end. Yeah, that's not going to happen. At least creepy son of archaeologist kissing Helen. Something's got to happen to him. I don't I like him. I certainly hope so. He he's may gross. look pretty, but he does not act pretty. No, he's very gross. Mm-hmm. He fell in love with a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> and then fell in love with Helen, because she looks like the corpse. Yep. Weirdo. Yep. There was a casual drop of making love. This is before Hayes Code? This is early 30s, so yeah, I think... I don't remember when Hayes Code came in, so... Oh, it was sometime in the 30s-ish, I think. Okay. Yeah, because that was a very casual dropping of having making love with a strange man. Make love to me. Oh, yeah, having a I strange man that. make love to me. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Not with. To. Yeah, to. That, oh, it's as yeah. close as you got to consent in the 30s. Yeah, that was an inference there that... It's going to happen, and there's nothing I can do about it. That's a problem. A little bit. This is very different from, say, the remake. Oh, yeah. So I really don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I got nothing. Um, Hopefully more mummy murder, because British plunderers must die. Yes. Um, There really hasn't been much in the horror aspect in here. There was at the very beginning with screaming and the mummy coming to life. And after that, it's just been a lot of... Boris Karloff looking creepy and well, yeah. British people knowing things they couldn't possibly know. Well, that's the British. That's, that's, that's true. That's, that's true. how they've got all their stuff, <laughs> was by just claiming to know without actually knowing. That's very true. That tracks for me. <laughs> but they're actually right. Somehow. Magically. I mean, it is interesting we have this guy who's just an expert on the occult and just happens to know everything about the magic of ancient Egypt. Yep. That's very convenient. There's a lot of very convenient stuff happening. Mm -hmm. But it's all for the cause of science, not for loot. Nope. I wrote that down because I'm like, oh, that's how you see it. Yeah. We are taking this in the name of science. I am intrigued as to what happens here, so I think we should get back to it. Yeah, yeah. It's not boring no there's this tension build up just uh, i can't think about it too much yeah things don't add up yeah but there is definitely the underlying tension it uh, does a good job with that yeah i was pretty surprised that the mummy does come back as a quote-unquote normal guy of the time yeah as best he can that's interesting yeah so i wonder how much further we're gonna go with that are we getting a wife? Is it Bride of the Mummy? Yeah, we, probably. You know. I'm still just confused by the archaeologist statement, oh, that I could break your brittle body, but your power is too much. Like, what power if you can break his brittle body? Remember he said he didn't like to be touched. Yeah. He called it an Eastern prejudice, but yeah. that was clearly an excuse of, yeah. you know, he has this magical power about him. But he's also a dry, dusty hulk. Exactly. If actually touched or if someone gets close enough, he could just fall apart. Yeah. But you have to make it through that force field. I don't know. It 
There's a lot that doesn't add up, and I'm hoping the the rest of this will make it at least. Yeah, it won't. I Probably know. not. I know. I just hope for but some. I want to think it well. Okay. I'll let you keep thinking that. I'll just hope for more British death. I can get behind that. So far, it was just the guard, and he wasn't British. No. And then the the young kid in the beginning who would. Was an idiot, so of course he deserved to die. Wait, which one? The apprentice guy who opened the casket and did the oh, transcription okay. and yeah, went mad yeah. and died in a straitjacket. But we didn't see him die. No, that's too uh, gory, I guess, to watch a white person die on screen in the 30s. At least the no. British one. We didn't watch it's the Egyptian proper. guy die. We just heard him scream and then mm. saw his corpse. That's true. Clutching the scroll that Imhotep didn't get. take back from him. I don't get it. All right. Let, let's <laughs> go finish this and be back for our curtain call, and maybe we will have some revelations here. And if not, a curse. Don't say that. It'll happen. I told you not to read the words on the screen out loud. <laughs> so what did we say about being less confused at the end? Uh, we lied? <laughs> I don't know what to think here. Uh, Boris Karloff was awesome? Boris Karloff was very good in his appropriation. <laughs> um, what all he was doing was kind of dumb. The fact that the British guys knew what he was doing was really dumb. Well, that was just convenient and very British, like we discussed. Of course the British know everything. Yep. Except how to have solved it very simply. Because couldn't this have all been solved with a gun? <laughs> how very American of right? you. <laughs> right? I didn't think about it till the very end when like, it's all going down and he's got Helen and... He's going to kill her body in order to exude the soul of the princess that's inside of her. Yeah, and resurrect the body with this, that soul inside using the soul, the scroll of thought. It makes perfect sense. Does it? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I sort of understood the whole, you know, why it was her, because it was... She had the soul of the princess inside of her in reincarnation. Okay. I get that part. Okay. How it was both her and the princess, that sort of confused me. Then you bring in Egyptian curses and, and a scroll to bring back the dead, and then and, and, and I'm confused. Yeah, and uh was not great. And what was it all for? So Boris Karloff could be awesome. Well... That's in hindsight. Story-wise, it was all for love. Oh, yeah. Quote, love. Mm -hmm. I need to talk about how love shows itself throughout this movie. It doesn't at all? Fair point. It's more of an obsession. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know exactly what that was, but it, it was definitely not love. It was masquerading as love. To be fair, we don't know exactly the love between Imhotep and the princess. We just that see... might have been love. Yeah, we I don't just know. see the princess dying. <clears throat> yeah, and Imhotep's like, "Oh my God, you're dying! I can't handle this." So I'm going to take the scroll and bring you back to life. That, that which is a heinous sin, according to ancient Egypt, which I get. It sort of goes against the will of the gods and whatnot. 
That's kind of a heinous sin in any book that I know. True. But to have that as an option to begin with... Yeah, and then to bury that option with him, just like, oh my god. Which that made sense when he explained it. Uh, the whole, it, I'm, bur- it I'm burying this with you, the guy who did the bad thing with the scroll. But you're being well, buried alive. Yes, in a nameless grave. In a nameless grave. Diggers got killed by soldiers, and the soldiers who killed the diggers got killed. No one knows where this grave is. Except for the people who killed the soldiers. And the pharaoh. Oh, the pharaoh knows all. And That goes without saying. You remember, pharaoh's he, advisors. Pharaoh's British. He knows there. all. <laughs> There's still so many people that know where the grave is, but that's beside the point. Uh, yeah. He's being buried alive with the scroll. That lets him resurrect the dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, but how dumb. He was wrapped up, bandaged, oh, put in yeah, a sarcophagus. That that'll stop him. He, he, he's got the magic powers to live forever. Well, clearly it did stop him. It had to take some dipshit young British guy 3,000 years later to put the two together for him. I'm still not sure it took the young british guy to make that happen i think he just finally woke up and was like oh shit good i'm free let's fuck this shit up 10 years later get my scroll back and then sit around for 10 years then i still don't understand yeah i still don't get that part of it there's a lot i don't get but yeah but it was all for love to mirror the modern love that we see between frank and helen which again that was just creepy. It yeah, was not that love. was not love. It tries to play itself off as love in the second half here because now she's kind of into it. Yeah, sort of. Is she? I mean, she is, but she's also like going through this weird mental trauma. Like, is thing. she in a position to be into it? <laughs> no, not exactly. Like, She's in a position to be easily swayed by it, given what's going on with it. Oh, yeah, she's in a very suggestible situation. Yeah. <laughs> Just, oh, it's And so it's sort squeaky. of that damsel in distress. Oh, my hero, you're taking care of me in my hour of need. Oh, I love you. But he didn't really do anything to take care of her. Except no. to say, oh, I'll be there for you. And, and after you're well, then I will conquer your womanliness. Or, and somehow survive the... Uh, Imhotep reaching through the pool, heart attack bullshit that killed his father. How the hell he survived that, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, his father, mummy stares through the pool and... Makes him dead. Yeah, and kills him however he kills him. And then mummy stares through the pool, makes him dead, but he's not dead? There was that whole thing with the charm. So just because he touched it for half a second... As he was dying, that kept him from dying. I Because he didn't, like, grab it and hold it, which I would have bought. That would have made sense. No. Mm. He pulled it off the door, fell to the ground. Dill looked like he fucking died. And then he woke up as soon as What's-His-Face came and was like, Oh, where did she go? Yeah, he didn't come to when Helen went through the door and, like, stepped over him. Now I know where he went. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And it really bugs me that they just know... Yeah, we don't especially s- because it's like, where did she go? Oh, now I know where she went. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing changed. Nothing, ha- like, sure, flashes of inspiration come, but 
not immediately after you say, I have no idea. Oh, now I know exactly. Mm-hmm. No, no, yeah. no. It'd be one thing if we saw that process and have it come yeah. to him, you know, research or whatever. No, yeah. it's just, I know, Eureka. <laughs> <sighs> And then I I still don't quite understand how the mummy crumbles. The scroll burned? How did the scroll burn, though? I may have missed that little bit, but... I don't know how it burned, yeah, but it, it did. Just, all of a sudden, it was on fire and falling to the ground, and I'm so was I'm guessing him. that was Isis doing her thing, because she, like, raised the onk, and... Yeah. Then he got all weird, and then he starts decomposing, and then we see the scroll burning... I am absolutely like grasping at straws here, yeah. trying to piece together something out of nothing because there really is nothing there. Mm-hmm. There's no. It was interesting when the princess sort of appeared in Helen's body, and she was going, uh, "No, you creep! What what are you doing?" Yeah, it sort of made you feel like, "Oh, I didn't love you. Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> well, not that far. Cause my <laughs> last thing I remember, you were at my bedside. Yeah. So there was sort of this expression of she was into him. There yeah. was a love there. But then he's having her do things that uh, she's not supposed to be doing as a high priestess of Isis. Yeah. And then she's going, nope, I will pray to my goddess and I will end this all. Goddess Isis, I done fucked up. And now dude that got creepy and obsessed is trying to resurrect me somehow. Please fix this because mm-hmm. this is gross. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Deus Ex Machina. Hooray! Which was fine. I mean, <laughs> further along we went, I just got more confused and started to get a little pissed off with all of, all of the nothing being answered well. Yeah. So it was fine. I did like the old occultist guy. Yeah, he was pretty cool. Never really let his guard down at any point. He was like, oh no, this is still a thing. Yep. Watch your ass. It's it's a coming. <laughs> oh, he didn't know why it took ten years either. No one bothered to ask that. No. They just really jumped to a lot of conclusions. Oh, it is the mummy come back to life. Why? How? Why this long? We're, we're archaeologists. We don't ask those questions. We just plunder and say it's been unplundered. Um... <laughs> That's still my favorite part here. <laughs> right? <laughs> you made unplundered until now. Check out our plunder gotten from an unplundered doom. <laughs> it feels like you're poking fun at archaeology with that, but, but I don't think that's so. Really, what archaeology is? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I don't know if I can recommend this or not. Boris Karloff is. Freaking awesome. Yeah, and creepy as hell. And does it so, so well. So, it's worth watching for him. It's short, so it won't take up too that's, much of your time. That's true, the pain is short. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of pain surrounding the beauty that is Boris Karloff, but he is totally worth it. He, I totally get why he's such a horror icon. Mm-hmm. Like, And back in the 30s, you didn't know better. You didn't know that movies could be better than this. That's very true. You just didn't, because there wasn't much else to go on. We just got sound, so... Yeah. Hooray sound. (laughs) And Boris Karloff is so, so good. 
that he almost makes up for the complete lack of movie around him. Mm-hmm. Visually, though, there was a lot there. Yeah. And it definitely felt like there was some authenticity to the ancient Egypt feel to it. It was a nice set. Yeah. This is almost like Creature of the Black Lagoon, where you can have it on in the background, like at a party, and it'll look cool. Yes. You don't really need to pay attention to the story. If you do, it kind of ruins it. Kind of. <laughs> Might piss you off. Yeah. You start thinking about it. Don't think about it. But it is beautiful background. Mm-hmm. Boris is freaky as hell. I definitely get why people were scared of him. Oh, yeah. Cultural appropriation aside. Yeah. I just hadn't mentioned that fact that, yeah, he's totally playing an Egyptian high priest. Yeah. It's worth it, but it's not worth it. Like many of these old movies. I kind of feel it's a little more worth it than a lot of the other ones. Just because of the iconicness that is Boris Karloff. Mm, It's true. And again, it's short. So you don't have to put up with it for too long. Yeah. And this was the the genesis of a big horror franchise. You know, the Mummy is up there with Wolfman and Dracula as huge icons in the uh, world of scariness. Which I haven't seen those either. I'll have to watch them at some point. Mm-hmm. Halloween's coming up. We'll have to do something. Yep. But until then, make sure you follow us all on Twitter at Cracker Classics. Check us out at CrackerClassics.com. And subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash CrackerClassics. Fund our excavations and plundering. Woo, plunder. And, uh, yeah, um, don't get cursed until we see you again, folks. And if you do get cursed, grab at some weird little charm, because barely touching it will save your life somehow. And don't kiss anybody. Curses are like COVID (laughs) spreads. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.